Two years ago, OHSU selected DNV Healthcare to replace the Joint Commission as the organization that performs on-site accreditation surveys. There are some key differences in DNV's approach. Rather than showing up to judge the hospital's operations, they're here to work collaboratively and confirm the positive work OHSU does for its patients every day. It's Tuesday, January 7th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Lisa Carter. Lisa, what news can we highlight at the top of this new year? Well, for those of you who like year in review retrospects, you can check out the post on OHSU 2019 accomplishments, which highlights various innovations, collaborations, and achievements through the past year. And we also posted a by-the-numbers look at how OHSU members are engaged with OHSU Now, which launched in April. What else? Josh, let me ask you, how many emails do you generally have in your inbox at one time, on average? Oh, Way too many. Well over 100, unfortunately. Okay. So maybe some room for improvement. (laughs) Yes. Well, if one of your goals for 2020 is to improve your relationship with email, maybe even pursue that concept of inbox zero, check out the tip of the week posted last week. It's all about keeping your inbox manageable and organized. And finally, some important safety news. OHSU recently installed emergency assembly area signs throughout the Markham Hill campus. So... Find out where your designated area is outside your building. Moving to our main interview, Margaret McDonald sat down with Kathy O'Brien from Regulatory Affairs to discuss the upcoming DNV accreditation survey, including why these visits occur, what to expect, and what's different from previous surveys. I'm here with Kathy O'Brien. Kathy, I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Kathy O'Brien, the Director for Regulatory Affairs here at OHSU. Part of your job is to help OHSU meet regulatory requirements, right? Correct. And as a part of that, we have regular accreditation surveys. Those are annual? They are annual, yes. The first and fourth years are the ones that are reported to CMS as required by federal law, but DNV which is different from our previous accrediting organization, comes out and does what we call intracycle surveys. So we see them a lot more frequently than we've seen accreditors in the past. And so let's quickly talk about what is CMS? The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So that's the federal government and their conditions of participation require us to be accredited. And is that the driving reason behind having these accreditation visits by DNV now and the Joint Commission in the past? Yes. We could choose not to use an accrediting organization and go straight with CMS, but most people don't do that. That would mean that the federal government would come out every three years and survey us, and it's just simpler to work through an accrediting organization. So we're in an unusual position now, as I understand it, because we actually know the next accreditation visit is going to be within the next few weeks. Correct. And we only know this because we know that they are due to come prior to February 6th of 2020, because it is against actual CMS regulations for us to know the date that they're coming. Several years ago, CMS made it a requirement that all surveys must be unannounced. So we don't know what day they're coming, but they will definitely be here sometime in the next four weeks. (laughs) So the window opened in November and it closes February 6th and we haven't seen them yet. And we haven't seen them yet. So yeah, so every week that they don't show up, our chances increase. (laughs) So this airs on Tuesday morning. They might actually have shown up that day. Is that right? They could be here, yes. So tell us a bit about DNV visits and how they're different from the Joint Commission visits that we used to have. A couple of different ways. Joint Commission would come out every three years, and that's what's required by CMS, is that you have a survey 
every three years. The difference with DNV is that in between those required years, they come out and do what we call an intracycle survey. So the intracycle ones are kind of like a, it's, it's a nice mock for us. And it gives us a chance to get to know the surveyors better. We do now know the team that will be out here this time, and we know two of the surveyors have been here before. So DNV seems to really take a different approach than the Joint Commission did. Yeah, they want us to be very comfortable during the surveys and know that they're here to help us. Even in the NIHO standards that they use, they're very much not as prescriptive. And NIHO stands for the National Integrated Accreditation for Healthcare Organizations. The Joint Commission was very much do this and do it like this. DNV uses the NIHO standard, which are more of an overall basic picture. You know, make sure this happens. Um, the how is left up to us. If you've talked to Patrick, uh, the president of DNV, his take is that there's some very smart people running hospitals and they should know how to make these things happen. And so he leaves the how up to the individual hospitals to do it, as well as leaving the focus of what we prioritize up to the hospital as well. So when surveyors are here, what are they actually doing and what are they actually looking for? What they're really trying to do is just validate the good job that everybody here does every day, making sure that, you know, we do what we say and we say what we do. So they're not here to ding us or get us or find bad things. They, they really are just here to validate um, that we're following the standards, that we're meeting the requirements and providing good care. That's not to say they don't ask tough questions. I mean, we are held to federal standards. So they're doing their job, but our job is to take care of the patients. Their job is to validate that we're taking care of the patients while following the minimum guidelines of CMS and DNV. So when people ask you what they should do when the visitors are here, when the surveyors are here, what are the do's and don'ts you generally tell people? I know it sounds um, <laughs> scary, but be comfortable. Uh, take a deep breath. They don't want the managers answering the questions. They want you answering the questions. That being said, if you don't know the answer, don't guess. If normally you would go ask somebody, then say, I would go ask this person, or I would go look up this policy, or I would go over here and get it. It's okay to say, I don't know. Things I would suggest you not doing is saying, I don't know, and I don't know what I would do, because what would you do? You would go to your manager, and then that's okay to call your manager. It's okay to pull up a policy. It's not okay to guess. I also don't recommend saying, well, I do this, because that makes it sound like you don't know what everybody else does, and there should be a standard on how we do things, and that's where the policies and procedures come in. How does ISO 9001 fit into all this? Great question, because I know everybody's scared about that, because there's going to be a focus for ISO 9001 in this upcoming survey. And tell us a little bit about what that is. Uh, what does ISO 9001 mean, and what does it mean to us? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to simplify this as much as possible. It's more of a business model. It's actually the business model that a lot of other organizations outside of healthcare use. What it basically says is, we have these NIHO and CMS standards we have to follow, and if we aren't following them or we can't follow them or we're having trouble following them, leadership needs to know. The ISO standards are how leadership finds that out. So information's got to flow to top leadership, and then leadership has to do something with that. So if leadership doesn't know that something's broken, they can't fix it. So the important part, and this is where I think it's different and it's kind of hard for people, 
is we need to raise our hands and say, hey, this is broken. This isn't working. I can't get this done. And that's hard for people. But ISO requires that we do that. If you've tried everything and it's still just not working, we have to bring it through the quality management system and make sure that leadership is aware. And then what will happen is if the surveyor comes on the floor and says, hey, you know, you don't have enough this or you don't have enough that or this isn't working, and you say, yes, we know, and we have escalated this up through our quality management system, they will now go to the leadership and say, hey, we hear that you know this isn't working, leaders. What have you done about that? But now the onus is put on leadership, and I think that's different than it's been in the past. And I think that's a good thing because you need people who can give you resources or move your roadblocks to do those things for you, but they can only do that if you tell them. And so the ISO 9001 is the way to make sure that leaders know where those problems are so they can fix them. With the DNV visit being imminent, what are you looking forward to most of all? Well, for my team and I, it's it's just, you know, three days of uh, sheer busyness. And we do actually get a lot of positive feedback back from the staff. And I think that's great. I love being able to go out there with the surveyors when I can, seeing the staff as they're working and validating all the good stuff that they do along with the surveyors. You know, as we say in readiness rounds, we're not getting ready for the next survey. We're just getting ready for the next patient. Um, and DMV coming out all the time just kind of keeps us on that track. Where else can people get information about all this? In addition to my department and RAC, um, the Regulatory Advisory Committee, we have the Every Other Monday Readiness Rounds, where I know it's only 30 minutes, but we do try to give out a lot of information about any changes that are coming, any updates that we know from any of the regulatory agencies that my department um, deals with. And that's also a place for you to come and ask questions, because I guarantee you, if you're thinking it, somebody else in readiness rounds is having the same question. Well, thanks for joining us today, Kathy. Thank you. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Margaret McDonald. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.